Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, the Melting Pat. That was that was real most more singy songy than usual. There, <laughs> welcome to the show, <laughs> the Melting Pat at Network. How are you? I am surprisingly I'm in an okay mood. I I, I think because I'm I'm taking care of some things, or I'm going to be taking care of some things that have been. Um, on the back burner for for too long. So there we go. We'll leave it there. Um, patrons got a little bit extra, but uh, there you go. So sign up to hear that, and then you know, give me more money, and I'll go. Uh, I'll go further. So there we go. Okay. Anyway, today on the show, we got some things and some stuff going on. People, it's good. We got it's a lot of lot of variety today. I think we'll talk one star reviews. Thank you, Jen, for the suggestion. We got a couple stemming from last week's. Uh, I don't know, expose, takedown of that weird loser who gave me a one-star review because he got mad at me in a Reddit thread. Um, so I I asked you, and maybe I didn't phrase the question properly, but I asked you to give some one-star reviews. We got a couple. We'll do that. I'll throw one in for myself as well. Uh, we'll talk taking movies too seriously, just because that's a thing that happens. Uh, ruining your house, the appearance of your house. Not my house, but someone else's house. We'll talk about that. And dining room etiquette. Uh, based on an experience that I had. See, Pat went into the world last week. I got some blood, or this week rather. No, yeah, last week. And I uh, got some blood work done. And so I was in the old neighborhood. So that means you get some stories because I actually interacted with other humans in real life. So <laughs> so there you go with that. Uh, I'm doing this on Tuesday, by the way, because like I said, I'm taking care of some things. Um, and so I may not have the time to do this and put it all together later in the week. So. That's the uh, that's the thing. All right. So the goal is to have this done by for the patrons by Wednesday. So there we go. All right. Happy Tuesday. Happy whatever day it is you listen. I have no idea when you listen to the show, but I appreciate it all the same. All right. So that's the menu. We might have some other things come up at the end. Uh, we should hear from the captain unless he's busy. That's okay. And we will go from there. All right. All right. But before we do all of the things, again, hope you're doing well. Hope everything is okay in your world. I am... Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But what I do have for you today is a new song from our dear friend, Bronny, who released her EP, Drown in Your Misery. It is out now. And uh, I meant to get one of these songs. I'm glad I didn't, because she released one EP, and then not long after, maybe I just read them close together, she released another. So it's good that I waited, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, you can find more from her at bronnymusic.com. That's B-R-O-N-N-I-E. Music is M-U-S-I-C. I got her name, but music somehow tripped me up. Um, BronnyMusic.com for more from her. Tell her I sent you. She might know who I am. I've been playing her for years. Um, and we're going to play her next month for the holiday show. So that's exciting. But we have an, like a, I almost said an actual song. That's insulting. Uh, a non-seasonal song for you. And I think this song, like you could put this at the beginning, like during the intro of like a teen drama like a Degrassi type show, something like that, and it would fit right in. They wouldn't do that for Degrassi because they have their theme song that they've used for 40 years or so. Um, but if you made a show like that, I'm sure there are plenty of other uh, templates to use. But if you made a show similar to that, like if, if there's a British version of Degrassi, you could use this song. It is the title track from Bronnie's latest EP, Drown in Your Misery. Again, bronniemusic.com for more from her. Here's the latest... I think, uh, yeah, this is her latest. So there we go. Bronny, thank you, my friend. Enjoy the song, everybody. Drown in Your Misery. That's a, what a weird combination. Anyway, Drown in Your Misery. Bronny, it's the, it's Bronny. God damn it. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. I'm
There you have it. I didn't have the song on. I'm, I don't have time. I'm sorry. Brawny, <laughs> I forgot what it was. I just said it. Drown in your misery. It's the Meltic Pat. We're back to Next Level Network. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brawny. You're never going to want to come on the show, and that's probably okay. Brawnymusic.com for more from her. Check her out. Tell her I sent you. She might know who I am. She might not. She might go, who's that? And, I'll, and then you don't have to explain further. So there you go. Drown in your misery. Uh, coming to the next hot teen drama to your TV. I think that's a, it's a really good song. First of all, that's why I played it on the show. If I didn't like it, you wouldn't hear it on the show. That's how it goes. Um, and second of all, I really think that's a good, like you could put that as the intro song for a teen drama and it would work. It would be great. So who do we talk to, to make that happen? By the way, does anybody know? I I think, you know, some managers, management company, people have to, um, Oh, I was going to shout out her manager, but I don't know if he's okay with being mentioned on the show. So I won't do that. But should we reach out to that guy and say, hey, man, try to get this song on a TV show because it would really work out. How does that process work? Do we know, by the way, how that works like to, I guess, like who is the person? I mean, there's like a music supervisor on every show, right? But like who, like did they reach out to people? Do people contact them and say, hey, I have this song. If you're working on a show, you might want to use it or like, did they put out a call and say, hey, we're looking for a song that sounds like this to fit our show? Does anybody know about that? Do I have anybody who works in TV on that technical producer, whatever side of it that can answer that question? Let me know. Let me know. Because I really think I'm not, I'm, you know, Bronnie, if you make it, if this song makes a TV show, you know, send me, send Pat a little cut here. But I, <laughs> that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I genuinely think that Drown in Your Misery, the song, the EP is great, by the way. But the song in particular would be a great fit as a theme song for a teen drama TV show. So there we go. All right. Brawnymusic.com. Now that all that's out of the way, um, I don't know if any of that is important to anyone but me. But I thought it was interesting to share. All right. And you didn't get a mouth riff because I'm sorry I don't have time. But that you get extra stuff. Does that, does that work for you? All right. Bronny's never coming on the show. Sorry, Bronny. Um, I love you though. You're fantastic. And I wish, I wish we could have a conversation if we could make the timing happen, but if not, that's fine too. And we'll talk to you in a month. Well, we'll play your song in a month. All right, there we go. That's the, that's the thing, the music stuff. Okay. Should we take another break? I feel like that would work out, right? We should take another break before we do the actual show things. We got the song, brawnymusic.com for more from her. Check her out. Tell her I sent you. She'll say that guy. He sounds weird. I don't want to talk to him. And then that'll be the end of the conversation. But go get her EP, Drown in Your Misery, available now where you get your things. I bought it because I buy my music because I'm old. Um, But stream it on Spotify. Apparently that helps a lot of artists, and I don't understand most of that, even though I am an artist on Spotify officially. Um, I don't know how much that helps, but stream it, share it, tell them what's up, and uh, go enjoy yourself. All right? All right. We will take a break. I will get a drink. You don't need to know that part. There's a coin. All right. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I handled the thing I was supposed to handle, and now we're good to get into the, I don't know, first part of the show. There we go. Is that? There it is. All right. So uh, thank you to Jen for this question, this suggestion, topic, question, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, um, stemming from last week when I read that one-star review that I got. (laughs) Oh, from that weirdo who got mad at me because I called him a nerd on Reddit. Um that was very fun. I am also I am pleasantly surprised by the positive feedback 
for that segment. So thank you for that. I honestly, like I was going through it and I got to the end of editing it and I'm like, should I really post this? Like, is this really something anybody's going to care about? And I had shared the posts or shared the review on the social places. And so people knew what it was and enough people got a kick out of it where I felt okay going that deep. But at, you know, at the same time, I'm like, hey, does anyone really care? <laughs> that's that's really what happens with the show generally is like, that's where my brain goes is I get done doing the things that I want to do. And then I'm like, does anybody really care about this? <laughs> Apparently enough of you care to uh, subscribe to the Patreon. So I do thank you for that. But anyway, Jen suggested, loyal listener Jen, former guest, future guest of the show, Jen suggested, hey, why don't you have people write fake reviews of products and services and uh, and read them on the show? So I did. I, su- I threw that out there. Maybe I worded the, cre- the question um, incorrectly. But uh, yeah, give me a one-star review of a product or a service. And like what I meant by fake was you're not going to share it with the company. I mean, I will, and maybe the company will hear it, but I'm not going to, like, we're not going to post them directly to the company thing, right? That's what I mean by fake. And maybe that was a little confusing or maybe nobody cared that much. But anyway, we got a couple. This one from Anonymous, because I don't want to censor his name. He says, Scrub Daddy, one star, did not scrub like my human daddy used to, but at least it was there the next day and didn't abandon me (laughs) like my human daddy did. Oh, no. I hope he is scrubbing good still. <laughs> Me knowing who that is is makes this way funnier than it should be. Um, I hope even though you don't, and no, I'm not telling you, that it can be... <laughs> I'll give you a little chuckle as well. So there you go. Scrub Daddy doesn't scrub like my human daddy used to. Jesus crap. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, MAG says Apple Music. There we go. This is a good one. Uh, Apple continues its long-standing tradition of finding something that works great and people seem to enjoy, and then just copying the entire damn thing, slapping their logo on it, and finding a way to mess up the exact same product while making your wallet lighter. But hey, it's what's in, and we need to justify standing in line for hours for the next overpriced doodad Apple wants to (laughs) our way to keep us busy. Here's a U2 album to celebrate. There you go. One star for Apple Music. I, um... I don't subscribe to Apple Music. I I don't know. I, I had Spotify Premium for a little while because um, a lot of my friends used that. And I figured me using it would help them. And then I decided, um, well, they're not getting a ton of money from me from the streams that I'm not using. So I just buy their music and hopefully that works out. But that's very funny. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I've talked about this before, how I tend to buy my music instead of streaming. And so these like subscription music services aren't really for me. I was in, I had a Pandora very early on in like 2005 when it was kind of brand new, like 04, 05. I, I had Pandora for a little bit and then I stopped using it because I don't know, I use CDs still at the time. So uh, yeah, the streaming music things aren't really for me, but it's nice to hear that I'm not missing a lot. I guess there, there we go. There's your there, that's how we tie it back to MAG's review. Thanks, buddy. Um, and I'll give you one, one star. Not of like a, I guess this is, this would be, this would fall under like a fake review because it's not a specific product or a, or a service. But can we give one star to know it all dorks on the internet? Can we do that? Because look, the only thing that you need to do, if you, like, if you know something I don't, and we're in a, dis- in a discussion thread about something, right? Whatever it is. Music, food, yeah, politics, whatever, sports, whatever it is. And you, like, I'm having a discussion where I'm in a discussion and you jump in because you might know something that we might not. The way to approach that is not to, say, is not to come at it with a snide remark or to be a d- The way to approach it is to say, hey, you know, I work in the field or I, you know, I've, I've worked in the field previously or I know someone who I've talked to people who work in this field, who do this, who know about this. And this is what I think about it. Like my opinion comes from experience in the field or having conversations with people who are in the field, but they don't do that because it's just like, I I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. They come in all high and mighty, how they know everything. And then it kind of 
derails the discussion because people stop and make fun of them and be like, what are you doing? Why can't you just be a normal person and interact with people like normal people would like, you know, just have, just join, like, don't try to have a separate conversation about how smart you are. There we go. That, that's what we'll do. We, we should probably whittle this down. Okay. One star, know it all dorks on the internet. If you have something to say to contribute to a discussion, approach it like a conversation and not like an attack. So come at it, you know, join the discussion and don't try not to lord over the discussion with your superior, with your, I can't even say the word, superiority complex, right? Join the discussion. Don't preside over it and just have a, have a conversation. We're all people typing things on our phones to distract us from what's really going on in the world and or from our jobs or whatever, right? We don't need someone coming in here acting like they know all the things and they're they're the best at all the things because they have one little snippet of information that might be relevant to the conversation. So don't enter the conversation to preside over it or drop some golden nugget, right? You're dropping a different color nugget. It just uh, just come at it like a conversation and we'll all be fine. We all got to hang out here and doom scroll and, and join in some discussions. We might as well try to be civil and have fun. All right, there you go. That's a long-winded review. But uh, I'm verbose, as you know, if you listen to the show. So there you go. We tried to <sighs> we tried to make that one a little tighter. I don't think that uh, I don't think that worked out. But I think we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine. And um, what we're actually going to do now? Thank you, Jen, for the suggestion. Thank you, uh, Mag, and our uh, our good friend Anonymous over there for the reviews. I probably should have thought of a real one. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do that. I don't know. Well, because I wanted to make fun of dorks on the internet again. And I figured this might have been a good way to do it. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, boy. Thank you. It's actually better because now I don't have to read so much. And um, that's less time that I have to work on this during the week when I won't have the time. Right? We're good? We good? High five? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Let's take a break. And we will talk. uh, Speaking of reviews on the other side, we will talk about taking movies too seriously. So sit tight. We'll do that next. Okay, we're back. I'm trying to do a work thing here and uh, nothing's happening. I'm clicking on the thing and the screen's just not changing. So we might be able to get two segments in here, two segments in here before we uh, before we have to go back. We'll be fine. Okay. So I want to talk about movies real quick. And you know me, unless you're new. So here's a tip. I don't see a lot of movies. I just, I don't know. I, I prefer to watch TV. And um, I guess... Because for a while, going to the movies was like a hassle, trying to get over there because we weren't really super close to it. Anyway, I don't know. That's probably not nothing to do with it, but I don't see a ton of movies. But what I do know is that when the general public, or maybe not, no, that's not even fair. When a bunch of nerds, when, <laughs> that might not be fair either, but it's the best way I can think to describe. Like the people who, and Jill and I have talked about this, about people taking movies too seriously. And she said something the other day that I thought I wrote down because I wanted to mention it when I did this. People expect to go to the movies to have a life-changing experience, and it's just a movie. Well, she said it's just a film, to which I said, you're going to see the pictures, which is a throwback to a Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee bit uh, that Seinfeld did with... Who was that? I don't remember, because they, they, they went over like... If you call it a movie or a film or you're really pretentious, you call it a picture. And uh, that there you go. That's I had to explain a joke from eight years ago that none of you probably found funny because I butchered it. Uh, <laughs> she brought up a good point where people expect to go to the movies and come out and be completely wowed and awed and and have a new perspective on life or something like that. When really you're like, you're just going to go see a movie that a bunch of people created, worked hard on and created and, you know, they put it together in, in their way with their vision using, um, you know, source material and their own liberties and whatnot. And they, uh, they did it. They worked on it so you could see it and enjoy it for yourself. And we talk about this with the superhero movies because when X-Men Apocalypse came out, it was critically panned, I think. Um, a lot of chatter was... Hey, this movie's terrible. And we watched it and we were like, eh, it's pretty good. You know, was it a perfect movie? No. But 
it was like we enjoyed it. We were entertained. What was the other one? Um, what was it? Uh jeez. Dark Phoenix. Phoenix was that? A, is that an X Men movie? Hold on. There was another one. There were two X Men movies that I wanted to mention because it happened twice. X Men. I think it's Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Um, and everybody was like, "Oh, this movie sucks." Brr. And we watched it, and we're like, "Pretty good." We enjoyed it. Like it's not again, not a perfect movie by any means, but you know, we go into it. I guess our bar is kind of low to be entertained, right? Like we just go in and be like, okay, what are we going to watch today? Oh, it's X-Men. Okay. We know these people from X-Men and we kind of remember the story from the cartoon. Like we know these, like this, we have a little bit of backstory with this or like the Marvel movies, right? Where nobody likes the newer, like any of the Thor movies, right? But we watched one the other day and we're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Some little campy things made us laugh. Some cool action scenes, you know, some flippy stuff, whatever, some some hammer throwing, things of that nature. It's pretty cool. Enjoyed it. They're fine. Like, we don't go in. We never went into the Marvel movies saying, like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then when it's not, you're disappointed because you set up, like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, what's that bar? Like, what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like to you to see this is going to be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life? Like, what does that feel like to you? And... There's a good chance, whatever that is, what like like figure that out for yourself right now. Sit down. I'll pause. Well, you pause. I'm not going to pause. You. <laughs> so pause this for 30 seconds, and come back and let me know. Write it down. Comment on the page or whatever. Let me know what does like. I'm going to go see the greatest movie of my life. What does that like? What is that feeling for you? Like where is that? What's the bar there? And you have to imagine that a lot of people are going in to see movies like this and no one who's making these movies knows what that is for you. Like no one who's creating anything. Like you could go into this show to the, to my show right here and say, this is going to be the best podcast episode I, I've ever heard in my life. And guess what? At the end of the episode or however, whenever I'm giving myself a lot of credit thinking you're going to make it at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of, of whenever you check out, you're going to be disappointed because you've set the bar so high. Like if you start, we talk about this. I've mentioned we watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays with friends, Kentucky Beaver Slap on Twitch. And, you know, before the show, we rate it one out of five. Like, what are, you, what are your expectations going in? And Kenny always brings up, because there's always somebody in chat who starts at like a four or a five or whoever or whatever, right? And if you start there, there's nowhere to go but down. Like you can't start at a four or a five and exp or like, let's say you start at a four out of five. What's it going to take? Like, realistically, what is it going to take for you to like, you're already excited. So you already know that like, you have high hopes for the movie and that's fine. You're allowed to have a high hopes, high up, high hopes for whatever you watch or do, right? You can have that. That's, that's totally fine. But don't put that blame on the people who made the movie when your expectation was already way high and they didn't meet it because they don't know what you want. Like they don't like the people making the movies or me making this show. I don't know what a four out of five looks like to you. I know what it looks like to me where I don't cough too many times and have to do so much work on the back end. Or like if I'm just feeling loose and, and being fun or having fun, being fun subjective. But if I'm having a good time making fun of people or talking about the Phillies or whatever, if I'm having a good time doing that, like that's a four out of five episode for me. That might not be for you. You might not like sports. You might not like the mouth riffs. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> so people who are making these things, making this, uh, I don't I don't want to call it content that minimizes it for me. I've talked about that. Um, but the people who make the movies don't know what your five is. And if you're going in, like you look at, the, you watch the trailer and you go, this is going to be great. I'm excited. But there are also things on there that you want to see or, you know, stories that you want told that invariably, for one reason or another, are not going to be in the movie you're going to see. So if you want to go see, you know, Dark Phoenix and you're like, I want to see this and this and this, and they show you two of those things, but not the third thing, you're going to come out of that disappointed because you set the bar really high where if they don't show me these three things in this movie... I'm going to consider it a wash and a bad movie because you set the bar 
too high to be met, right? If you set it high, there's nowhere to go but down. If you go in and go, okay, I'm looking forward to this, and I hope this works out. So if you start at a three and a half, which I think is the best thing to do to go in to anything you're going to watch, no matter what it is, wrestling, a movie, a TV show, whatever it is, listening to my show, if you're going one out of five and you're starting at about a three or three and a half, like, okay, I see what's coming on the docket. I've seen the trailer. I've read the the menu for me, as it were, and now I know what to look forward to and I can go, okay, I think he's going to have a good time with this. And we're going to start at a three. You can go down. If you go down from a three, then I think that's my problem, right? Like if you started in the middle and you <laughs> and you had less fun than a three out of five, let me know because that's a problem I need to fix. But, <laughs> but if you go into a movie at a four or a five, you're going to be disappointed. And, and the point of that, like, I guess what I want to say is I, I don't want to tell you to temper your expectations because that makes it seem like the movie shouldn't be exciting for you. And that's not what I mean to say. I think where I want to go is, I guess, don't go online and be like, this movie sucked because it didn't have every, didn't have every single thing I wanted. Like, don't do that. If you go into a movie and you go, hey, I want to see this. I think they should tell this story and I want them to tell this story. And they only hit on two out of three or one out of three, or, or they hit on one and kind of touch on another and maybe get a little snippet of the third. Like, don't go bash it and, and vote it a zero on Rotten Tomatoes and go be like, oh, this was, this was an objectively terrible movie. Like, you set that bar, not them. Like, they presented what the movie likely was going to be. And you either took that and said, okay, that's going to be cool. Let's check it out which is what I do with all these movies. Or you went in and said, okay, I, that looks pretty cool. I hope they do this and this and this, which are things they didn't show you, but you want them to be in there. And when they're not, you're going to be disappointed. And that's not going to be their fault because you had an expectation. Like you made that expectation for yourself based on the trailer where it wasn't really told that you're going to see the thing you wanted or all the things you wanted. And I, I just never understood the idea that you like every movie I see has to be perfect and has to meet all of my expectations. Otherwise, it's a pile of crap. And I'm going to tell everyone that it's terrible and don't go see it. I just never understood. Like I see a trailer for a movie and I go, OK, uh, that looks cool. Based on what I've seen, I'm going to go see it. I think it's going to be cool based on the information that I've been given in that two and a half minute whatever trailer. Right. If it's like five minutes, that's too long. Did we talk about that, by the way, how the, the ideal movie trailer is about 95 seconds long? Did we talk about that? Anyway, the ideal movie trailer for me is 95 seconds long because you don't want to give away too much and you want to have, you know, it's like, never mind my mom listens. Um, so I, I just, again, I don't want to tell you to temper your expectations because that makes it seem like the movie, like you should think every movie is going to be bad. And that's not where I want you to go with this. What I want you to do is even if you don't like something, like if you're disappointed by a movie, that's fine. The issue is not you being disappointed or not. You're allowed to feel that way. You're allowed to be let down by a movie. But you can't go in with unrealistic expectations and then cry like a child and give it a zero on Rotten Tomatoes and, and pout to your friends online or wherever when they, you didn't get your way because you expected something that the movie didn't promise. That's where I want to go. You expecting the movie to be something that it didn't promise to be is not the fault of the creators of the movie. That's kind of on you. And like, if you just go in and be, you see the trailer and go, okay, based on the information I've been presented with in the trailer, I think this will be a good movie that I'll go enjoy. Or you go watch the trailer and you go, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I don't want to see that movie. And guess what? Don't go see it. And don't tell people that it was bad because you didn't see it. That's a separate issue, but <laughs> that's a, oh, this movie was so bad. Oh man, when'd you see it? Like, did you go see it opening weekend? Did you, did you rent it? Whatever. Oh, I didn't watch it. I saw the trailer. That's another issue. Don't do that either. If you're going to judge the movie, at least watch it or at least give it an attempt, right? Because if you can't get through the movie, that's also a different thing. But I guess I, 
I don't know, man. I just, it's a movie, right? You're not like, don't go in there expecting to come out a new person or to, to feel a renewed sense of whatever before you went in, right? Like, don't expect a movie to wake something up in you and like cure your depression, right? Don't do that or cure whatever mental ailment you might have or whatever funk you're in. And if you go see the movie and you still feel that way, that's not the fault of the movie. That's a deeper problem you have to figure out for yourself. So I guess just, I don't know, just I, maybe I am telling you to temper your, you know, I've said it a couple times here. Maybe I am telling you to temper your expectations. It's don't like, I, let's, let's wrap this here with uh, words from our friend Kenny. If you start at a five, there's nowhere to go but down. And so you starting off high is not their fault. And to trash the movie because it didn't meet every single thing on your list is not the fault of the people who made the movie. That's That might be on you. That might be on you. If you start at a five, there's nowhere to go but down. That said, you want to rate me a five, by all means, or a one, or a two and a half. I don't care, honestly, what you rate this show. Um, if you rate it a one star and, and leave a fun review, I'll read it and make fun of you, and it'll be a great time, which was actually the, the second part of the question that Jen submitted was, hey, leave a one, make a one-star review for a product and then leave five stars for my show. You don't have to do that. That'd be great if you did. I would read a positive review, too, if you want to talk about how much fun you have listening to me, uh, listening to my brain short circuit in real time. By all means, let's do that. But when you're going to see a movie, I need to apply chapstick. When you're going into a movie, if you start at a five, there's nowhere to go but down. And so you being let down when you're starting at a five out of five is a you problem. So just, I don't know, don't take movies too seriously. Go in, enjoy it. You know, you know what the superhero movies are going to be. You're going to see people flying around and throwing cars and, and maybe some snappy one-liners and whatnot. Don't expect to have your world changed. It's a movie. If you like it, great. Buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever you buy it on anymore. And if you didn't like it, you know, just then don't tell your friends to go see it. There's no reason to, to bomb the thing with the stuff on the review, bomb the things. That's stupid. That's stupid. Be an adult. And if you didn't like it, just say, you know what? It was meh. And then move on with your day. Just like we're going to move on with the show right now. That was a long, I thought that was going to be a shorter segment, but that was like twice as long as everything else I did today. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that squeak was after I chuckled there. I don't know what happened, but we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about ruining the outside of your house because I, I took a walk through the old neighborhood and I was disappointed at what I saw. So we'll talk about it on the other side. Sit tight. And we're back. See that? No time passed for you at all. Maybe I heard a sound. I don't know what I'd do with those, but um, it's easier for me to edit the show this way, by the way. So I know it sounds weird. You're not used to hearing a podcast do this, but it's easier for me to edit the show in 7, 10, 12-minute segments than 48 or 62. So that's why I do it this way. It's uh, it's easier for me. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to go that long in the movie thing, but it happens. Look, I went 25, like 25 minutes on that weird nerd last week, and I didn't think that was going to go down either. But there we go. Sometimes I just get going, and, and my brain goes in several different directions, and somehow we wind our way back to the end, and we're in this room together. All right? All right. So uh, let's talk about this. I want to talk about ruining your house. And I know that's very vague, it's broad, but I was walking by the old block the other day because I had to get some blood work done. Uh, every yard do that because then my employer takes less of a percentage from my paycheck for my health insurance, and it takes like 10 minutes to do every once a year, and that's it. And some people don't do it, and I don't understand why. They just like being, uh, you know, cheated out of money, I guess. Anyway, so it's around the corner from our old apartment. And so I'm like, okay, Jill dropped me off in the morning, and I walked back halfway and then Ubered because I got tired of walking. So <laughs> so I'm walking past the old apartment, and some things have changed on the block, and I'm like, man, I wonder if our old neighbor's still there on the first floor. I didn't knock because that'd be weird. Um, and so I walk by, and there's a house at the corner that for years, there was an older couple lived there, and they passed away a couple of years, a few years ago, uh, before we moved away. They had, they had passed away. So their house had a very, had a beautiful garden that they tended until, you know, they were in their nineties and they tended their garden and they had a service to do the rest of the stuff. So they had their garden out front, flowers and plants and whatnot. And then the side yard had some foliage as well. 
Because again, corner house, so they had the front of the house and the side yard and all that. So uh, they had, it was a beautiful thing. And I saw the house was for sale in like 2019 or 18 or something like that. And I'm like, man, if we would have had the money, we would have jumped on it because we knew the neighborhood. It's a decent space. We would have been okay. And uh, turns out it probably would have been better than what we're doing now. But anyway, no, maybe actually, maybe not. Grand scheme, maybe not. But anyway, so they had a really nice garden. And the side yard was all grass and it had some bushes and things like that. So it like some foliage and it was really nice. And I'm like, man, that's really cool. And I had walked by there maybe a year ago and I saw that the garden was gone. Like it had sold to some other people, which of course people buy the house. They're going to make changes, whether they're an investor renting out the house or if they're living there themselves, they're going to want to make change. Like maybe like the investor will make changes too. So it's bound to happen. So I go over there and I was going to take a picture, but the people who I assume live there were standing up front and I don't want to be a weirdo. So I didn't do that, but the front garden is gone. It's been replaced with a cinder block, something or other where they're growing other kind of plants there or something. And it looks terrible. Like all the plants are gone from the front and they've been replaced with crappy ones. And the side yard foliage has been ripped out. All of it's gone. Little tree there, gone. Um, some nice little bushes gone. There's just, everything is just gone. And it's just like grass and I don't know, they just leveled it. And I'm like, man, that's just so sad. It just made me really sad. And I just like, why are you doing this to yourself, to your house? Like it looked really nice. And if you're not going to keep it up, then what you should do. Okay. So if you're buying the house to live there, like you're not an investor, what we've talked about investors buying up houses so people can't live there. It's a problem. But if you're buying the house and you don't want to keep the garden, like that's, I guess that's fine. That's, you know, you could do what you want to do, but like you just made it look so trashy. And it's just so, uh, like we have people on our block who have a garden, a similar garden. They built it themselves. They did this cinder block thing and they put it all up. And I mean, I mean, they like it, I guess. They did it. So like they did it, they did it themselves and that's what they wanted to do. And that's fine. But it's just like, it looks ugly. I'm like, oh man, like, and they didn't have like a big garden across the street, but this place did. Like it had a nice little, you know, nice little flower beds and all this stuff all ripped out, replaced with crap. And they had a nice wrought iron fence, which is still there going around the property. And it's like four feet high. And instead of getting rid of the wrought iron fence, which probably would have cost too much to dispose of that and then add the new thing, they just added a crappy chain link fence on top. And so now the fencing around is like seven or eight feet high, but it's four feet of wrought iron and then three, four feet of crappy looking chain link fence. It look. I wish I could have taken a picture so I could share this with you because it looks horrendous. And again, you buy the house, you do whatever you want. That's fine. But man, what an eyesore. What a goddamn eyesore. That it, and I've talked to, I think I've talked about this before, this house that ruined the thing because I... Um, I walked by there when I got an eye exam or something. I mean, probably the last time I did blood work, actually. <laughs> I walked by. And it's just, it's just disappointing, man. Like, what? Like, why can't we have, why can't we take pride in what the house looks like? And this is weird coming from me, who leaves a lot of things, not to, not in disarray. But you might say, wow, that looks kind of weird. But look, man, I paid for two fences to get put up. And uh, they look good, right? I think. Maybe. Maybe not anymore. But... Like, I wouldn't rip out a garden. Like, if I move into a place, if we move to a new house, and there's a sick garden there, I'm not. I'm probably not going to take it out. I'm just going to call a, a service and say, hey, or, you know, Jill will do it probably. But um, otherwise, I'd call a service and say, hey, can you keep this looking nice? Can we do that? Because I, I just, I don't want the house to look like a renter lives there. Because renters, like, we've been renting for ever. And renters, we don't have this reputation ourselves because we keep our, our property as nice as we can. But renters have a reputation of letting their properties, letting their house look like crap because, oh, well, I don't own the house and all I have to do is cut the grass a little so I don't get a ticket and then everything else is a mess. And I don't know that that's the, the situation here, but what I do know is that this is a common theme I've seen around the neighborhoods here, and it's really disappointing. Where, like, 
you go in, you move in, you buy, say an investor bought the house, right? Somebody bought the house and decided to rip out the garden and add the crappy chain link fence on top of the wrought iron, the wrought iron fence and rip out the foliage in the side yard and add a crappy looking shed in the side yard too and just make everything look crappy. Like it's like, oh yeah, like sure, it's practical, I guess, but it doesn't look good. And say if you are now then trying to sell the house, like say you have invested in the house and you own it for, I don't know, five, six, seven years, whatever. And then you're like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not getting any money out of it. Let's sell it so somebody can move in here and live here. Well, now you have taken a house that once had a garden and some nice foliage and a nice little fence at the corner, and you have turned it into a eyesore and it looks gross. And so now like you're going to try to charge $400,000 for the house, whereas you could have just left it be and someone would have paid that. I mean, somebody's probably going to pay that anyway because people need a place to live. But if we have a chance to buy that house ever, we're ripping out that crappy garden. We're ripping down that crappy chain link fence and we're going to make it look respectable because I just don't understand this need for everything to like, again, like the people across the street here with their garden, their cinder block little garden thing. It's practical, but it looks like, and I don't understand the fascination with like, oh, we'll just put this up. I'm like, yeah, but it, you, like, it looks trashy. Like it looks like a renter lives here and doesn't care what the house looks like and just walking by and maybe, okay. If I hadn't known what the house looked like before, I would just say, oh man, like that looks really weird. Like chain link on top of wrought iron and another cinder block garden, which these things are everywhere in these neighborhoods. And like, oh man, like that looks weird. But I wouldn't be uh, dedicating a segment of the show to it because I wouldn't know that it looked beautiful before and that it's been ruined. And I don't understand this, this common theme of like, hey, we're going to take this house that looked nice with a garden or a tree or whatever and we're going to desecrate it. Maybe that's a strong word, but it looks horrendous. I'm going to try to find a Google map um, picture of this so I can share it on the website so you know what I'm talking about. Let me see here. I am going to look this up, see if we can check out a picture of the place so you can see what I mean. Okay, so they have an old picture. So the front of the house, I'm going to share this on the website. The front of the house, they have the center block garden. It looks like crap, but the side yard is still kind of intact on this one picture. And now in this other one, it's not. Okay, I'm going to share both of these because I want you to understand why I'm so upset about that, why I'm so so bummed out about this, where like they took something that looked great and because whoever owned the house didn't want to keep it up, they decided, or maybe that's that didn't even factor in. Maybe they just said, hey, we want to do this with our house. And so we're going to do this. And I just, I don't know, man. What like what happened to taking care of your stuff? And we're just like leaving things that look nice to look nice and keeping them up or paying someone or a service or whoever to keep them up and make it look nice. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just bummed out. I just like what happened to, to taking care of, to making stuff look nice and keeping it nice? What happened to, you know, yes, maybe this isn't practical for us, but any other way is going to look terrible. And it just, it looks terrible. And I'm going to share pictures of it just because I, I just feel like you need to see what I'm talking about and just know that it, that there's a lot of, there was a lot of good foliage around this house and now it's just all gone and it looks like crap. So there we go. All right. I don't know where that was going to go. Take care of your houses, people. Like, don't make them look, and this is weird to say, because again, we've been renting forever, but don't make it look like a renter lives there. Like, don't make it look like someone is not going to keep up, like someone doesn't keep up with the stuff. Because that's what it looks like, and it feels, it just feels gross that we're not, we don't have nice looking houses anymore because landlords have decided that, hey, I don't want to pay for the service to keep that up. So we're going to rip it out and put up this gross thing that doesn't need any real care. And I just, I don't understand it, but that's, that's where we are. That's where we are. Just, I don't know, somebody make a garden and send me a picture of it. Okay. Can we do that? Thanks. All right. I, again, didn't expect to go that far with that, but you know, when I get disappointed about something, I, I can kind of keep going. So yeah, they, it was a beautiful garden and some nice foliage and it's all been taken out and ruined and it looks awful. The chain link on top of the, the wrought iron fence is, is just the worst part. 
Oh, man. All right, there we go. We'll take one more break. No, probably two. But we'll take one more break, and I'll tell you about uh, my experience with fast food on Friday in the real world and how I'm, uh, I like one part, but not the other. So we'll do that next. Okay, one more thing. Well, one more thing from me, and then maybe the captain, and then we'll wrap the show after that. But uh, we're going to push the question to the Thanksgiving show next week. It was... Um, someone asked if I'd ever attend a presidential debate. So we went long on a couple things, so we'll push the question. Sorry, but we'll push the question to next week about attending a presidential debate. Uh, but real quick, would you attend one? Just yes or no. Would you attend a presidential debate? And you know what? If yes... Why would you want to go? Let me know that. All right? All right. Because I my answer is no, but we'll get into it next week. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit next week. So, yeah, we'll push that off. No problem. All right. So the last thing that I have for you today, from again, from me, and if we don't hear from the captain, then that's fine. But I went to, uh, went to a fast food place the other day. Again, got some blood work. And then right near there, so I had to fast for my blood work. So I was hungry when I was done. And so I went in. And uh, sat down to have some breakfast there, and I got my I ordered my sandwich. I got a, a couple other things, and I'm sitting there, and the sandwich that I got, it was uh, it was real. You know, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that second. Hold on, we're gonna let's flip that. So again, we got a, it's a two part story here. So the first part is uh, before we get to the food, it was fine. By the way, I like ordering at a kiosk, at fast food places. Like when I go to Taco Bell, in the last couple years. Uh, they have a kiosk at the front when you walk in, and you just go boop, boop, boop. You click the thing, your receipt gets printed out at the counter, and then they make your food, and they call you over, and you get it. And it's great. I love it. I love ordering from a kiosk. I know some greedy fat cat is going to use that, or maybe already has used that as justification for cutting a job or two, which is not fair, um, and not the, like, I don't know, I guess... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but the corporation should not use having a kiosk or two up front as a reason to cut somebody's job because people still got to make the food and there are going to be people who still want to go up and order from a person. I don't because let them focus on the food because there are more people than me ordering, right? So let them make all the food so it can be fresh and prepared correctly so they don't have to stop what they're doing, get on register, and then go back and you know, forget what they were doing or, or mix something up or whatever. So I prefer the kiosk. Uh, let them focus on the food. And there's no chance they misunderstand what I said. Because you know how it happens. People aren't paying attention. They're pressing all their buttons. They're focusing on, they're thinking about all the other things at work they have to do, which is, it happens, right? Where people, that's, that's just how it goes, right? It's unfortunate, but a necessary evil. So I prefer, let's eliminate that part where you don't have to, Nate Bargatze did a joke about this a few years ago, where he went to Starbucks and ordered a latte, and the person looked at him like he had six heads, and he's like, all right, let's see what you, like, let's figure out what you heard me say. Like, what did you think I ordered? And they handed him a cup of milk with ice in it, and he's like, oh, do I look like a psycho to you, dude? <laughs> Who orders milk with ice in it? So there's no chance of that happening when you click on the thing and order yourself exactly what you want. And so that's great for me. Um, there's no chance I'm misunderstood by what I'm ordering. Or like the one time we went to Burger King, Bill and I, years ago, their Whopper thing was like two for six or something like that. And so we ordered, how many did, it was something where we ordered like two or three of the combo things. So it was like two for six and we want four Whoppers. So four for 12. And the kid, this poor kid, like completely, like we literally made this kid's head spin because he was so confused at what button he had to press or something. He's like, what do I do with this? And he literally just spun all the way around. <laughs> that was something. So if we had a kiosk, we wouldn't have had that problem. We could have just gone boop, 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 done, and then waited for our food and been fine. And so I like that I got to do that here because now like, I get exactly what I ordered because I punched it in and all they have to do is read the ticket and I grab it. And if there's a problem, I'm right there and I could say, hey, I ordered this, not this. And then we handle it, right? So that's the first thing. And generally, I don't have to wait in line when I do a kiosk ordering because everybody else is ordering at the thing or there's more than one kiosk. So I like that part of it, my fast food experiences, generally, when I don't have to talk to a person because then, you know, 
people are interrupted. Everybody's going every which way. Instead, I can just punch in all my things and get my stuff, right? I prefer that way. So that's the first part of this. The second part is people are gross. And <laughs> so I'm sitting down with my food. I got a breakfast sandwich. I got a donut and I got a drink. And I'm sitting there with my food. And the sandwich that I had was very crumbly, a lot of crumbs, a lot of mess. And I'm sitting by myself at the table, right? A lot of mess that I'm cleaning. Like, as I go, I have my napkins and I'm cleaning up and, like, you know, shoveling it into the bag. So when I leave, the table is as spotless as I can make it. Because I was raised, when you're done eating, you clean up after yourself. When you're done doing whatever, you know, whatever space you're occupying, when once you leave that space, you take your trash with you. You clean up after yourself. You don't leave it looking like crap. Like your house. If you have a nice garden, you leave the garden and don't put a chain link fence on top of a wrought iron fence to make it look terrible. So same principle applies here. Where, because like, I, there was a table of people behind me. And you ever hear somebody, you ever overhear some conversations and you just know they're going to leave their trash, right? I just like you overhear what they're saying. And, you know, somebody was on speakerphone and somebody else was doing a FaceTime, something or other. And you just know they're going to leave their trash because they're they're being rude in other ways. And they're just going to leave all their stuff. And they did. And so I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm enjoying my breakfast. And again, it's making a mess. So that sucks. But I'm cleaning up after myself. That's just what I do. There's one time I didn't because I was at a Burger King, which is now closed. And I'm eating in the dining room at lunch. And I'm getting ready to throw my trash away. And the guy comes around and says, no, no, leave it. I'll get it. And I'm like, no, no, it's no problem. And he goes, no, that's my job. I'm like, oh, okay. So they hired a guy to go around and clean up like during the lunch rush to clear everybody's tables. I'm like, oh, okay. I, it was new to me. I didn't know. But far be it for me to keep somebody from doing their job. So uh, that's the only time that I didn't clean up after myself because someone was paid to do it. So I left him do his work. I still cleaned up my little crumblies. But anyway, um, also, BK, bring back the double stack. It's delicious. That's what I want. So I finish my meal and I clean up after myself and I, I go back and I grab my, or I go back to push my chair in or something. And I look over and like the people are gone at this point. The people behind me who were making the ruckus, could you describe the ruckus, sir? Yeah, they were being loud and rude and annoying. Um, so they're gone. And I look over and the table's just trashed. Chairs in the middle of the, the walkway, just wrappers, napkins, crumbs, cups, everything is just still there. And I'm just like, why would you do that? Why would you go into a place and trash it? Like you have gone in and you've bought this food to eat. And the the whole, the idea is you eat your food, you throw out your trash and you go on about your day. But some people just, I, don't, I just, I've mentioned this before. I, I hate to blame I don't know what I hate hate or like to do, but I've talked about like maybe COVID has like people not being able to go places for a for a few months or however long. Um, I'm not going to use the word lockdown because that didn't happen. But I <laughs> oh, Pat can't wait for the letters this week. Um, but I I think like not being around people for for any amount of time has made people forget how to act in public. Or maybe they just, they were doing this before and I didn't pay any attention because I went on about my day. But they definitely were doing this before. But anyway, I just don't understand why no one has taught you, hey, when you're done eating, <laughs> clean up your trash. Like, it's absurd. It's absurd that adults, didn't these were adults. These weren't children. These were adults being rude and obnoxious and then leaving their trash. The trifecta. Just, I... <sighs> Like, you don't have to, I guess you don't have to, like, wipe up your spot and, you know, make it completely clean. But at the very least, gather your trash, take it to the thing, throw it away, and push in your chair before you leave. Like, why have we forgotten how to act in public? Why have we forgotten how to behave like civilized adults in public? Like, the speakerphone thing in public, I've talked about that at length on every platform I've ever been on. It's rude and you shouldn't do it and wear headphones or earbuds or whatever because no one else needs to hear your conversations. Um, but I just knew it was going to happen. And it, it happens all the time where people just leave their crap everywhere 
and just make everything look like a mess when they're gone. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, what? who do you think is going to clean that up? Like, somebody making eight bucks an hour is going to have to stop making the food, delaying other people to go clean up your mess because you can't behave like an adult. I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I've never understood not cleaning up your trash. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just built different. I don't, I don't know. But it was just upsetting because it's like, why? Why'd you do that? Like you went in, you paid for your food. That doesn't give you a license to be a rude jerk and then leave your crap everywhere. It's just, it just, it bothered me. I did not like it. And, um, it just, I, I don't know, man, just clean up after yourself. And if you order from a kiosk, that's better. I think anyway, the, the first part was ordering from a kiosk is great. I'm a big fan. The second part was clean up your trash when you go out to eat somewhere. Okay. All right. Can we do that, please? Can we just at the very least pick up your cup and your wrapper and throw it away and push in your chair? All right. Can we do that? Now, I have to go dad mode on here because I'm, I'm still mad about the garden. And uh, I'm still disappointed that these adults couldn't clean up after themselves because it's like they've never been out to eat before. And I just I've never understood. Maybe they hadn't. I don't know. And if that's the case, someone's got to teach them what to do. Tell them to listen to the show and say, hey, hey, clean up after yourselves. Come on. Be respectable people. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's do the thing. Let's um. Here's what we'll do. We will go to break. No, we'll we'll go to break with the captain. And then if he's not there, then we'll come back. Well, we'll come back either way after that. But uh, at the moment, right now, this time, in this moment in time, right this second, we're going to turn it over to the captain and hope that he's there to tell us what's going on with the fly guys. Because we're all done with all the stuff I have to tell you. But uh, the things I got to tell you, I'm done with those. So that's great. All right. So we'll turn it over. Good sir, tell us what's going on with the Fly Guys. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, hey Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Ooh, dude, yeah. Woo. Guys, how about those Flyers? Just when you thought they were down and out, the Flyers decide to go on a three-game winning streak. I mean, this team... Full of surprises, and that's what we expect. We want them to be feisty. They're young kids. They don't know any better. They're defying expectations. They're trying to get better every single day. I mean, I'm excited watching this team. I don't know about you. These young kids are really putting forth the effort. I know Tortorella is getting the best he can out of these kids. I know their ceiling might be what it is this year, but again, I can't help but get excited watching these kids. So let's do a little bit of a recap, seeing what the Flyers have been up to. So the Flyers ended up taking the win against the Sabres last Friday, 5-1 to one up in Buffalo. Then they were shut out at home by the Kings, 5-0 on Saturday. A pretty much an ugly game, but the Flyers hope to bounce back while they're out against the Sharks, ended up losing that game 2-1. to one. But then the streak begins. The Flyers ended up winning 6-3 against the Ducks. Then they won 4-2 against the Kings, avenging that loss, and then winning 3-1 on Wednesday against Carolina. So the Flyers have some big games coming up. They're going to be taking on the Golden Knights, one of the best teams in the league on Saturday. Sunday, they're taking on Columbus. They're going to see what the Blue Jackets have to offer at home. And then the Flyers are going to take on the Islanders on Wednesday. So again, like I said, this young team, I'm excited about them. I hope you are too. Listen, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Is this team going to be, you know, somewhat middle ground? What are they going to be? Are they going to defy expectations? Are they going to regress to the mean? I don't really know. It remains to be seen, this team just continues to surprise and as a Philly fan I mean that's what we can expect highs 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 lows 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 and hopefully we don't get our heart broken in between so guys that's it for me here inside the melting pad on next level radio and there you have it thank you my friend the melting pad the next level network just in case he wasn't there because I don't know man he's busy got things to do he has things to do 
that sometimes don't involve doing this show for free. <laughs> but if you were there, thank you very much for keeping us up to date on what is going on with the Fly Guys. Hope you're well. Hope everybody's well. And that is the end of our show. We made it. We made it to the end. Somehow we meandered our way through all these these assorted topics. And I don't know, we went long on some things. We maybe could have gone longer on some other things. I don't know, man, but we're all good. We handled it. Thank you to Jen for the question. Thanks to everybody for the responses. My thanks to Bronnie for the tune. BR, I keep, she's not the paper towel guy, Bronnie, B-R-O-N-N-I-E, music.com for more from her. The new EP, (laughs) she's never coming on the show now. It's not going to happen. Um, her new EP, Drown in Your Misery, is available now. Go get it. Tell them I sent you, and um, maybe she'll know who I am. I don't know. Anyway, um, don't ruin your house by making it look like crap, and uh, clean up after yourself when you go out somewhere. There you go. That's all. All right. That's it for today. Should we do G-Love today? We haven't done them in a while. Yeah, we'll do that. G-Love on Unspe- Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That's all. Not as they always do, but it sounds better than the way we play them sometimes. Um, it just sounds better. Flows off the tongue a, l- a little easier. So uh, I don't know what's going on with me right now. I don't know. I don't smell toast. I'm okay, though. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not. Anyway, we're going to go. This has been an 8 Boiling production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Check out all of my things at TheMeltingPat.com. It sounds like I shoehorned that in, but no, I just forgot, and that's how it sounded. So there we go, TheMeltingPat.com for all of my things, the newsletter, the Patreon. Um, You can sign up to get all my posts sent to you via email. You can do that if you want. Some people like that. That's why I started doing it. Um, And if not, that's fine too. It's all good. And I'm going to update the music thing soon when I have time, okay? I'm sorry. I know it's been months. I know I got other things to do, but anyway... We're good, right? Right. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sticking with me through all this. I love you. Go have fun. Don't be a moron. And uh, come back next week, by the way. The show is coming out on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, after that, the next, the following week, the fir- which would be the first week of December, um, I should have an interview with an old friend of the show. So uh, we will do that. I hope we're doing it. Um, if things go well, then it should be recorded next week. And if not then we'll figure it out. All right? All right. (laughs) Nice tease there, Pat. It might happen. Oh, I don't know, man. Life gets in the way sometimes. But anyway, next week's episode will come out on Thursday on Thanksgiving, and uh, we got some stuff planned for you there. All right? All right, so go have fun. I love you. I'm sorry this is a mess, but that's just how it goes sometimes. All right? All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the next Selva Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. I get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass has a lemon, it will be nice Stop a fight from the top to a VK Got a back of drinks, but cross Got the bait on the front porch, yeah, I got some ice tea If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work Glass some ice and a dash of from it's martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling cold, and bring your own beverage It's me, so it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on to the cherry bounce And for a chill bar, on shoes and my bride While I'm to the right, they got beverage inside of me A hot coffee, then fill it up with ice Watermelon, it's like a drink Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, drink so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's.
keep one thing clear The bait's over there, the brew's right here Two six packs and a big bag of ice to any of the kids a bite But the brew tastes a nice back to the ball So every jack of reason I collide Need a whole lot of them food drinks They got some meat up I must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid Before you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.